Thank God it's Friday. Welcome to Let's Talk Nigeria on the Sparkling Morning Show on Sparkling 92.3 FM Calibre. And today is another round of our special election series. And Okamaka Richard is my name. Amara Chuku is my name. Senator Williams Ojeka, good morning. Welcome to Let's Talk Nigeria. Let's get to Talk Nigeria then. Yes. And good morning to you on the other side of the radio. Remember, you are the one um, to be part of this conversation. All right, let's get started. Today, 60 days until the 2023 general elections. So keep the countdown and follow the countdown and also in short go get your PVC as much as you can. Now, we move into the conversation. Nigerians have always been promised a better life. In fact, abundant better life uh, through the instrumentality of political party manifestos. Now, mind you, every four years since May 29th of 1999, we have had elections. And at each turn, there were campaigns laced with um, an effusion of promises, some realistic, others idealistic at best, uh, with a trace of ridiculousness, as some pundits would say. Now, once again, ahead of the 2023 general elections, political parties and their candidates are making more promises to the Nigerian people. The 2023 general election, you will agree with me, is a unique one, as the contest is totally different from what we've seen in the previous elections. The contest is between the candidate of the APC, Bala Ahmed Tunumbu, PDP, Alhaji Atiku Abubakar, uh, Labour Party, Pital B, and MPP, Dr. Rabiu Kwankuso, and other candidates. But today, let's focus again on the APC on its candidate. Before we delve into talking about uh, Bola Ahmed Tunumbu, um, yesterday, former Senator representing Cross River Central at the National Assembly, Senator John Oanena, again lost his beat to claim the Cross River All Progressive Congress Gubernatorial candidate um, ticket. Now, um, this morning, if you recall, the appellate court in Calabar had dismissed Senator Oanena's appeal challenging the judgment of the Federal High Court, which had earlier um, upheld Senator Basio II as APC candidate. So we have joined us on this conversation uh, this morning, Chief Okoy Obno Ola. He is an APC chieftain and um, currently he is a secretary, contact and mobilization to Numbusha Tima Grassroot Independent Campaign Council and um, a list of appointments or positions he occupied. There are so many to begin to name it. Well, good morning to you, Chief. Good morning to you. Thank Come you for that. coming this morning. Okay, nice to see you again. Thank you very much. Good to see you too. Okay, now let's start up with the judgment delivered yesterday um, um, concerning that of um, Senator Juaneno and um, Senator Prince Basi Edet Otu. Now, we have a report saying here that he, Senator Oaneno, has rejected that judgment and he's heading to court. Now, I'd like to ask you, what does that present for your party in the state? It, it will change the position, uh, the current position. The current position is the governorship candidate for crossover states uh, flying the flag of my political party, APC, is Senator Prince Basio II. So, uh, John Awanendo saying that he rejects the judgment of the Court of Appeal and uh, is heading to the Supreme Court will not change anything. Will not. And uh, it's his right. If he wants to exhaust his right, and let, and then it's, uh, that is it. We cannot take it, take it away from him. It's an, an unimpeachable right. It's inalienable right to appeal. So, but I, I don't see that changing anything, as I've, as I've said previously. 
he has lost, he lost in the federal high court, and you know, he lost in the court of appeal. So I don't think going to the Supreme Court will change anything. But as I say, this is right. Let me exercise it the way he wants it. So, sir, you, you don't think that even the people out there will be um, deterred a bit, especially the ones that probably have um, um, strong terms support? with yeah, support for us? Not, not at all. Not at all. Uh, we have our candidate, as I have said. Uh, his name has been released by the uh, regulator. The regulator is uh, the Independent National Electoral Commission. So he's our candidate and uh, he's campaigning and he has the support of the people, I don't think going to court, uh, going to the Supreme Court by his opponent, John Wallendo, who, you know, uh, uh, he lost in the primaries, clearly. Uh, you know, so I don't know, but if he's if he's agree, let him continue to uh, go to court, but we will continue to campaign, and I think Senator uh, too turned a very big chance to clinch um, the, you know, the election, the victory on the 23. Okay, interesting. Now, with what you've said so far, um, for him to have continued this journey from the lower court, he has gone to the appeal court, and now he's heading to the Supreme Court. Yes. And obviously, it seems he's aggrieved. Now, let's even talk about the man, not even the supporters. He is aggrieved. Don't you see this in any way affecting your party since he's a major? Um, no, he is, he is not. He is not. I mean, he, he did the same thing in 2019. He, he, he was entangled in a legal tussle with um, um, Sandu Sani, yes, who is now in PROP. So uh, maybe it's his own style of politics, but if, if I were him, I would stop fighting and support the party, okay? Uh, at the, uh, tomorrow is another day, okay? So I don't think a politician should fight you know, his political party go the entire hog. You know, if he has lost in the high court, he has lost in the court of appeal. I don't see the Supreme Court doing any magic. You know, because uh, the Supreme Court is a court of review. Mm. The uh, Supreme Court will not do what the lower court, you know, uh, ought to have done, except that there is a fundamental error of law. So if the findings, if there are certain findings uh, made by the trial court, who heard the matter? Who heard the witnesses? He made some findings and then said, look, this is my conclusion, this is my position, that your case is weak, uh, your case is dismissed. Then, uh, if you go to the appeal court, the appeal court will not disturb any finding of fact made by the prior court, except, as I said, that there was no evidence before the lower court, or the, the finding made by the lower court was uh, perverse. So I don't think, I don't, I don't, I don't think um, anything will change. You know, going to the Supreme Court because the Supreme Court will not uh, review or will not evaluate facts. They wouldn't do that. The Court of Appeal did not do that uh, because the Court of Appeal is an appellate court. The Supreme Court is an appellate court. I don't see anything changing except there is a fundamental error committed by uh, you know the uh, uh, Federal High Court or the Court of Appeal on law, not in facts. And uh, so that is it. So, uh, but as, as, as I said, everybody has his approach, everybody has his perspective. Uh, if I were him, I would not fight again. I will come back and support the candidate and wait for another day. All right, but the way he has continually gone to the courts, don't you think he really has something in there that he would want to prove? He has gone to the normal court, he's gone to the appeal court, and now he's going to the Supreme Court. Don't you think there's something he wants to uncover? If I were, if I, if I, if I, I mean, counsel, I will, I will, I will tell him to stop. 
Yeah, would you say such? Yeah, because uh, he lost in the federal court. He lost in the... But doesn't stop him from proving what he would want to prove. Well, what is he going to prove again? As I said, in the Supreme Court, the Supreme Court will not cut a review. To review the judgment of the lower court, to see if there's an error. So, but from what I have seen, I, I don't see any fundamental error that the Supreme Court will rely on to, to give judgment to him after he lost in the federal high court, lost in the uh, uh, court of appeal. So the Supreme Court may, you know, um, agree with the lower court, agree with the court of appeal, and that is the end of the matter. But as I say, he has a fundamental constitutional right to appeal. We have three hierarchy of courts in Nigeria. We have the uh, High Court, we have the uh, Court of Appeal, we have the Supreme Court, it's the Apex Court. So if you want to exhaust those three rounds of court, I'm in the judicial hierarchy, it's up to you. Mm. Now, Chief, we, we've seen um, um, unexpected things happen in this country. We saw yeah. what happened in Imo State um, a few years ago when Ozodemai emerged as a governor. All of a sudden, mm. um, he emerged as a governor. So we cannot preempt what the court will no, do. I'm not, I'm not saying that you... Uh, 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 the Supreme Court cannot reverse the Court of Appeal or the Federal High Court, okay? And, and I'm not saying that if you lost, if you if you lost in the High Court, lost in the Court of Appeal, the Supreme Court cannot give you judgment. But see, the, every case has its own peculiar facts and circumstances. So you cannot use the facts and circumstances of Hope uh, Mass case to say that the Supreme Court will go that way. Remember, this is a pre-election matter. Hokusodima's case was an election case. He participated in the election, and then uh, he lost, and then he challenged the result of the election. But this one is a pre-election matter arising out of the primaries to elect who is going to be the governorship candidate. And uh, he lost, or he not lost, and then he said, oh, Basel uh, II was not qualified. That was his argument. The main plank or the kernel of his case is that Basel II was not qualified constitutionally. And the court lower court said he was qualified constitutionally. Okay? So that is it. And he went to the court of appeal. The court of appeal agreed that based on the interpretation of the provisions of the constitution concerning eligibility to contest an election, Basel II was qualified to run. That is it. So I don't know what the Supreme Court will use to reverse the Federal High Court and the Court of Appeal. All right, interesting. We hope to, uh, we're watching to see what will uh, happen at the end of the day. But now let's even focus on the presidential candidate of the All Progressive and Congress, who is Bola Ahmed at Dekun Leutunumbo. Um, a while ago, he presented a manifesto called Renew Hope uh, to Nigerians, and a lot of Nigerians are asking, how does he intend to implement that renewed hope? Because many Nigerians are hanging on their last strand of a strand of hope. How does he intend to go about that? Well, um, I have been studying uh, Senator Bola Ahmed Tinubu since from uh, in the 1990s, when I was a young lawyer, uh, fresh from the law school, and uh, he was a senator elected under the platform of the Social Democratic Party, one of the two political parties that existed at then, that time. Yes. And uh, he won, he became a senator, uh, then later on, uh, General Sani Abasha toppled that government, um, and then um, he was one of those people um, who fought, you know, General Abasha and uh, who fought for the improvement of democracy in Nigeria for, for the end of military dictatorship. So it's a very stoic character, okay? And uh, it's a very principled person. 
um, he went on exile, um, and then when he came back, um, uh, he contested when he came back from exile. The, co the country was preparing to return to democratic civil rule. So he contested in Lagos, and he became governor of Lagos State. And then he did very well, and he was also uh, one of the people who stood you know, against um, Obasanjo, who was president, uh, he stood up against Obasanjo, who was president at, 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 between 1999 and 2007, on certain issues. About the local government. Exactly, concerning Nigerian federalism, concerning the rule of law, concerning the powers of the federal government, the limitations of those powers, and so forth and so on. And you have mentioned correctly, he created local government areas in, uh, in Lagos State, and uh, Obasanjo issued a, a, an order or a directive that because of the, because uh, in his own opinion it was illegal for the governor to create local government uh, councils, allocation to all local government councils in Lagos State should be stopped. And Obasanjo um, took, took, took on the federal government. He went to the Supreme Court, and the Supreme Court uh, you know, said, "Look, the governor has powers." to create local government council or this actual assembly in the state. The governor can initiate an executive bill, present it for the national and state assembly. The state assembly can you know, approve it. But it needs the endorsement of the national assembly. Uh, but that the federal government has no power to stop allocation of funds from the federation account to local government councils in Lagos. So that principle of law it was created through the effort of, uh, you know, uh, so he's a very story char character. And I, I think he is well prepared to be president. He has prepared for How is he going to do years. that? How is he going to do well, that? Well, you have seen his performance. You are telling me now. Be before he, be he took over in 1999, Lagos State. Lagos State is the largest um, you know state uh, in terms of population the most populated the population of lagos is over 20 million which is more than the population of some countries like ghana or togo or benin you know and so many other countries so lagos uh is a powerhouse an economic powerhouse an industrial powerhouse a financial powerhouse you know in nigeria and lagos was dilapidated okay and uh, he was able to bring a semblance of law and order in Lagos. He was able to beautify Lagos. He was able to run a very competent government. Today, Lagos is the fifth largest economy in Africa. Chief, yes. but making it look like Lagos they didn't have governors oh, before. Yeah, they didn't do well. They, they didn't do well. I, 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 I have been, um, what, I'm been a public commentator since I left law school. I left law school in 1991. And I've been following all our politicians, like Bambaso, like Atiko, like uh, Bonatinubu. And I knew, because I had school in Lagos, I was in law school 1989 to 1990 in Victoria Island. I know how Lagos was. I know how Lagos was when uh, was military uh, governor. Mm. Lagos was more like dilapidated. But it was Bonatinubu uh, who brought a semblance of law and order, as I said, and run a very competent go uh, government with people like uh, Fashola. You know, Fashola took over from him, and Fashola did very well too. And uh, also, this current governor is also doing very well. So, Lagos has become a showpiece of good governance in Nigeria, 
of competence leadership of what a leader can do to change or transform his country or state. Now, Lagos is just one state. Yeah. Nigeria is a complex society, a complex nation. Yes. How is he going to, you know, implement that same model for over 260 million Nigerians? Yes, yes. Well, as if you take into account all the candidates, compare and contrast volatility with Atiku. Atiku has not been governor. He was just a, 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 a vice president. And, and uh, if you look at the constitution, the vice president has no power. He, he only has powers that are assigned to him by the president. Kwamaso was governor of Lagos State. Lagos State, if, by population, is bigger than Kano State. Um, Peter Obi was governor of Anambra State. Atiku has been a governor of Adamawa State you know, for a while. Well, in a while. No, 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 it's not a while. Let's, let's, let's not reverse history. Okay. And, uh, should I go into that? No, let's let's move. Yeah, he was he wasn't. He was elected governor. But before he was sworn in, President Obasanjo appointed him or nominated him as, as a sworn in date. So he has never acted as governor for one single day because he was not sworn in. Okay. Yes. So if you compare and contrast, as I was saying, he has he's, he's miles ahead of them. So Lagos State is a mini Nigeria. If you go to Lagos, you see all the ethnic nationalities in Nigeria. They are there, the Igbo people are there, the Yoruba people are there, everybody else are. And if you were supposed to manage that complexity of Lagos State, which is just, just like Nigeria, say, in Nigeria, if you're supposed to manage that skillfully, competently, I think you can do that, you know, or, or, or concerning the rest of Nigeria. So I think he has the experience, he has the skill, he has the competency, he has the courage. He has a has and he has an intelligence. He's a very intelligent man, you know. So I think he can he will manage Nigeria very well. All right, so talking about this your candidate, he, um, I like his personality, he's, he's a cool gentleman, but this same personality we're talking about has a lot of controversies around it from money laundering to drug well, trafficking to his education to his age. Any, any controversy. You see, in politics, if you are in Nigerian politics, even in America, and you are contesting elections, you should expect people to you know, fabricate con cons conspiracies against you. You know, uh, sometimes people will bring up an issue, maybe what you did when you were a teenager. Maybe if you used like Obama, they told you he was into drugs, he was smoking hemp, and, and his opponents use that to you know, try to demarket him. If you go into politics and you want to contest, even if you are as clean as steel, and as Ukamaka, uh, somebody will bring up an issue. They will say you don't have a father, you didn't go to school, and so forth and so forth. So those things are normal. But is there any evidence that Bola Ige, Bola Tribu, sorry, was convicted for money laundering, or he was convicted for a drug offense? There is no evidence. The evidence we had was that he had the money in his account in the United States. And uh, the government, the authorities in the United States, became suspicious when he made that money, okay? And they, 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 they went to court and uh, asked him to forfeit the amount, amount, that amount of money that he should explain where he got the money from. There was no evidence to put him into trial. Was he able to explain where he got the he money? He was, and they came to a compromise. Okay, sometimes people compromise cases, okay? The government doesn't want to spend money to hire lawyers to fight in court. Because if you go to court, you have to spend money. Or the litigant.
doesn't want to spend money, they may settle for a compromise. They may settle for a settlement. And that matter was settled in court. Some monies, some part of the money was taken away from him, you know, as a compromise. But uh, he was not convicted. If, if you are facing a criminal trial, their records will show that uh, you are facing a criminal trial. From what I have seen, it, it, was, it wasn't a criminal trial. It was it's an, it's official action. For official action, we call it non-conviction you know, recovery. It's in Nigerian law. Okay, if I have uh, 500 million naira in my account, and I've not had 500 million in my account, I've not had 100 million in my account, the Nigerian Economic Intelligence Agency will try to investigate to see where that money is coming from. Based on an alert issued by the bank, because if I go to my uh, uh, bank or if somebody transfers 500 million into my account, the bank has to flag that transaction. That is a suspicious transaction. I have not had 100 million naira in my account. So the bank will, you know, give that information to Nigerian Financial Intelligence Agency to investigate. Okay, Chief. So oh, that I is precisely what happened. This is so those who are making because we need to go on a short okay. break. Well, thank you so much um, for your explanation so far. This is still Let's Talk Nigeria. When we return from this short break, we'll continue with you on the other side. Stay with us. Saturday morning experience because this experience you know get past two. <laughs> For inside this show, I go help you wake that your special person up. We go follow Chukmat on top newspaper story. Politics matters every day. Plus we go hear about your health because Oyibama Yase, your health now you're well too. Join me, Charlie Bass, aka Peter Kwakikin. Make we booga together every Saturday from 5:30 a.m. for morning. Go reach it 12 p.m. for afternoon on top sparkling 92.3 FM Calabar. Your radio, your Doctor, my body is in pains. I have a bad headache and a fever. Quickly write some medicines for me to go and buy. Mama, before I write any medicine for you, you need to run a few tests. Take this paper to the lab and run malaria test, typhoid test, COVID test, full blood. Doctor, what has COVID got to do with me? I am sure that what I have won't be more than malaria. Madam, all the <sighs> symptoms you have are signs of many diseases. Fever, body pains, mm. headache, and the rest. If you do not run a test, we won't know for sure what exactly is wrong with you. We won't know if it is COVID or malaria or something else. Hmm, that is true. Exactly. And the COVID test is free. You'll be done in no time. With Sabi Road. Make you follow who no road do. Hi, my name is Dr. Chinan Suegemba, the Aproko doctor. If you feel sick, go to the nearest health facility around you to go get tested and please follow who no road. This is an announcement. The Methodist Church of Nigeria, Diocese of Terminal, invites you to the first diocesan convention tagged Let Us Move. Date Friday, 16th December to Sunday, 18th December 2022. Venue Methodist Cathedral of Favor, 79 Terminal Street, Calabar. Time 5 p.m. daily. Host the Right Reverend Barrister Dr. Etuekong Ukut, Bishop of Terminal Diocese, in conjunction with the Holy Spirit and other anointed ministers. Be there. Elections are here again. Get your PVC ready 
Ensure you ask the right questions. Do not be deceived by empty promises. Do not become a thug for any politician. Vote wisely. The future of Nigeria lies in your hands. This message is brought to you by Sparkling 92.3 FM Calabar. The radio station everybody listens to. Sparkling 92.3 FM Calabar. Your radio, your time. We talk everything, every, everything. Health, education, finance, sports, transportation, agriculture, politics, entertainment, people and power. On Let's Talk Nigeria. Let's, Let's talk, talk Nigeria. Every day of the week from 9 a.m. to 10 a.m. Only on Sparkling 92.3 FM, Calabar. Your radio, your charm. Welcome back. The conversation continues. And don't forget, this is Sparkling FM special election series happening today and every Tuesday, every Friday and Tuesday. Now, we'll open the phone lines for you to be part of this conversation. The numbers to call are 009230 0022 or 009 230 0025. I'll send a message to the WhatsApp number 009 230 0023. And don't forget, we still have in the studio with us Chief Okoy Obna. Obla, who is the Secretary of Contact and Mobilization, Tunumbu Shatima Grassroot Independent Campaign Council. He's still in the studio with us this morning. Okay, now, um, Chief, I'd like to ask, you've mentioned quite a lot of things uh, about your principles this morning, but let us let me listen to, let's take this call this morning. Hello, good morning. Yes, good morning, Amara, once again. Good morning, Chief. Good morning. Yes, this brings of it Yes, if you are someone, many Nigerians will want to listen to, especially people from Cross River State. Um, John, Senator John Awanema is heading to Supreme Court. And no doubt uh, he's uh, uh, taking a piece or two to Federal High Court, to Federal High Court, to Appeal Court, has generated some animosity in the party. Now, if Senator John Awanema wins, uh, at the Supreme Court, do you really think APC has a chance to win this election? Will APC search for equality? Equality supports Owaneno. Thank you very much. Well, thank you, Prince of H. Miles. That's a question for you, Chief. Uh, that if, if he wins. If he wins at the Supreme but, Court. Will the party switch to supporting him? Do you think um, <laughs> he still go ahead and stand? Well, it's not a political question. Um, I don't know. Uh, if we get to the bridge, we shall cross it. Uh, for now, I can't say what you, the party will do. I can't say he's going to win. It's speculative. Let us, you know, keep our fingers crossed. And wait we'll for the court. The we'll cross it. Yes. Okay. Hello, good morning. Hello, good morning. Good morning to you, the councillor. Yeah, okay, Maka. Good morning, and our special video chief. Good morning, sir. Good morning, go ahead. Yeah, um, uh, the issue of Owaneno uh, and the police two issue, you know, it's still a matter in court according to what we are told that you are headed to the Supreme Court. I think uh, the court will still make uh, their decision as it 
job for the cops to take that decision. Not even our opinion here can change what to be the outcome of the Supreme Court. But for me, I think it's, uh, it's just uh, uh, an important utility if he goes to the Supreme Court. Nobody can stop uh, back to South. Nobody can stop it. Then, secondly, in the issue of Tinibu, I want to encourage the, our man in the studio to keep on uh, educating uh, Nigerians on the true um, uh, situation of monopolar uh, medicine. You know, there have been a lot of uh, uh, lies and uh, going around trying to malign and uh, uh, make uh, the man uh, a teacher is not qualified to rule Nigeria. You see, I can't. All right, the counselor, your time is off. Thank you so much. You will have to call back. Okay, so um, let's look at the fact that um, you've said a good number of things about your principal. If he has all these attributes that you've mentioned, if he has achieved all of this, why is he not um, engaging in debates and having to talk with the media and the people, one or like every other candidate at every other time? Why exactly is he not coming for to say these things to the people after everything that has been mentioned? Well. I don't agree with you. That is propaganda. As I told, I said before, if you want to run a election in Nigeria, you should expect smear campaigns. People want to paint you black if they know that you are really the person that everybody is looking at. Uh, but Atinubu is not the only presidential candidate. Uh, but the focus is on him, and we know why. He has, you know, he has, uh, he, he has. Um, he has done very well. He has prepared to be Nigerian president, and he has, he has a network of um, uh, very strong support, support across the country. So, uh, well, we are not um, surprised the hostility, you know, of the sexual sections of the media. I don't think he is not talking to Nigeria. He went, he went to London. He granted an interview. No, we're talking about the BBC. national, the, the national media. That's which, like, which of them? He has, oh, all of us are engaged. We have been engaging the media. My, I myself have been engaging the media. His uh, spokesperson, as um, you know, uh, versus Kiamo, and all of them, uh, Bayo or, or Nanuga, they have been engaging the media. They have been talking. It doesn't mean that uh, Bolak must, must present himself before the media. He is before the candidate. He's the candidate. He has been talking to Nigerians. What he has seen. He has. He said, I will not go to arise because the. Um, the station as a part of the smear campaign against him. All of them talking about drugs and all that. This man has not been convicted for any drug offense, for goodness sake. He has not been convicted for any offense concerning money laundry. These are all speculations. But despite that, some people want to, you know, dish have the narrative, the narrative that oh, this man has been convicted or this man has no character to be Nigerian president. So it's our annoyance which arise is that they have not given the man a fair hearing and they have been very hostile. But if no other media has invited uh, Boratimibu and he has refused to appear before them. All right, I'm um, going to this um, candidate of yours. We want to backdate it to April 13th, 1997, where there was a report about him on the This Day newspaper, and it was quoted, um, we in 1997, yes, where he was quoted for saying, I do not believe in one Nigeria. And that's a one Nigeria. is the same Nigeria he's returning to wanting to rule come 2023. How can we balance this? Uh, you have to situate that statement within the context of what was happening. What was happening that time? The country was divided. Uh, Abiola, Chief NK Abiola, won an election. He's from the southwest of Nigeria. He won clearly the 1992 
general election, presidential election. I participated. I, I was a young lawyer, maybe in my you know, mid-20s. I participated. And it worked clearly. The government of Babangida that was in power, the military, maybe they didn't like his face. They, they, they refused to announce the results of that election. Okay? They were in the process of announcing, declaring results. You know, they now issue an order that, that the results should not be announced again. So, uh, I have mentioned this before. As he was in the Senate there, and the military uh, toppled, toppled the government and they truncated the transition program that was in place. You know, and so all of them who were senators, including Imoke, Imoke Senator Imoke, who became our governor, was also in the Senate, and a host of others. Dadiwa uh, was in the House of Reps. So they had to return home, and some of them were agreed. So they started fighting Abasha's military government. They were started saying that, oh, the country is ripe for a return to democratic civil rule. So if made that statement, he made, you have to secure that uh, statement. In the context of what was happening at that time, okay. when the Southwest people, they were very hungry. Well, a lot of Nigerians were angry because they were saying that Abiola was denied victory because of the fact that it's coming from the southern, the southwest, western part of the country. Right, thank you. We'll return to you. Let's hear this caller. Hello. Good morning. Hello. Good morning, Sparkling. Good morning to you. Okay. Good morning to Chief in the studio. Go ahead. Okay. Please, I want the APC campaign council campaigning for Bola Medjinu to do more. Just like what the chief is doing. You know, there are a lot of people who have not decided who they will vote for. They are objective. They are ready to listen. Understand. That's why the fact that some media houses have been used to understand. To I don't understand what you're saying. Man in question. You understand? So they should do more. Educate people more about the man. You understand? Okay. okay. Thank you right. very much. Thank you. More about the man. And hello? I can hear you. Okay. Yes. Another thing is, there are people that have made up their mind. What, what they just want to hear is negative. You understand? They don't read between the lines. They just want, even if Bola Tinubu should address the nation through that same alliance today, you understand? They will still want to look for something to bring them down. You understand? So for the sake of those that are objective, I think they should do more the campaign council. Thank you for having me. Thank you very much. 0092300022 or 0092300025. Hello, good morning. Hello, good morning. Good morning to you. What's your name and location? My name is I'm calling from Go ahead, it may on. I have a problem. I am a member of the I support Alex. We have a group of people that know the right movement. But the president has personally attended the door. Is that our coordinator, I'm talking about Calabar, I told you about this. Our coordinator called me one two days ago and said that she sent my VIN number. You should send your VIN number to him. Mm -hmm.
Alright. Thank you, Ekpeyong. Alright, thank you, Ekpeyong. This is, this is uh, not right. I'm looking at it. Why ask for your VIN number? You should have asked him what he wanted to do with it. But please, go on and, you know, question and recover your PIN number. Mm. Um, because we just heard uh, that and relate the case to the nigerian police if, yeah in, um people's pvcs which is really really wrong now chief i'd like to ask a question which many nigerians are asking they are asking um about the physical capability of your candidate now um we, we've seen in several um situations where things occur and then he looks appear not to be physically fit how will you how will you answer that question in line with um, the fears of Nigerians that he's not physically fit. Chief. Okay, I asked, I said that many Nigerians have questioned the physical capability or capacity of your candidate because we've seen in several campaign, um, you know, rallies, um, he's not uh, performing physically well. So how will you address this? How will you assess um, the physical well-being of a human being? Uh, because some people look fragile and they are very, very strong. Yes, some people look fragile, they are very heavy. So you cannot use, you know, physical appearance to evaluate the mental, you know, alertness or the physical alertness or strength of anybody. All these are not important. We saw all these negative campaigns against Buhari, smear campaigns, there's nothing they didn't say about Buhari, he's a big god, this and that, he was going to die in office. But some of those people who were saying that Buhari will die in 2015 have passed. Let me give you an example. You, if you have heard about Delano uh, Roosevelt, mm -hmm. he was the president of the United, United States America, mm -hmm. from 1936 to 1945. He was 39 years old in 1922. He was a other trained lawyer and banker. He, he took heal just for some few days and he became paralyzed. Okay? But despite that, uh, the, the President of the United States asked him to run for election as governor of New York State. New York is the biggest state in America, the most populated, and they the, the heartland of the financial industry in the United States. And he contested. He won and in 1932. In 1932, the president said, okay, I have seen your ability. Despite the fact that he was on which come and contest to become American president. He contested in 1932. Oh, yes, he won. He contested in 1936. He won. He contested in 1940. He won three times, 12 years in office. And he would have won in 1945. But in the wisdom of the United States Congress, the people of the United States, they said, no, it is not good for us to have a president who will be in office for 16 years, for 20 years. There was an amendment of the American Constitution to say that a president can only be in office Eight years. Okay. Yes. So, uh, those people who are saying that Bonatilibu is not strong, it's not this, this, it's fragile, you don't know what they are talking about. They are not doctors. 
Okay, the man is not a stupid man. If he is not well, I think he will not he want to contest. The same thing they told us of Buari. But look at Buari, he's 79 years old. He's looking very young. He's looking very strong. After eight years, where people were speculating that Buari will die. They even told us that Buari is a jubilee. That Buari passed away a long time ago. We have right. a throne thank, known as the Thank you for explanation so far. So with what you've said, our Nigerians at the end of the day yes. will make their decision. But I think you also need to look into the complaint yes. of a player who said a particular APC chieftain asked him to, um, you know, surrender his VIN number. This is really VIN um, number. I don't, yeah, I don't know about that's, that. That's the uh, BBC has a VIN that number. That has to do with the APC. Uh, it may not be even be an, an APC person. So I, 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 I don't know. Also I don't but, but thank you so much because we're out of time but we want to say thank you chief okoy thank you for uh coming to the studio this morning and thank you for the explanations you've given so far we're still getting more calls but remember that this conversation hasn't ended it's still continuing every tuesday and friday we get to bring you the special election series or uh, ahead of the 2023 general elections you can also drop your messages and uh, we'll i can come back on tuesday of course you can come back <laughs> yes well, is coming on tuesday so all those people who have doubts about him who have questions you know concerning his action plan what he wants to do whether it's a drug dealer whether it's a, a money launderer should come to the cultural center and confront him that is the essence of democracy hear the other side don't hear from one side and make up your mind Right. Let them come and ask him, confront him. He will answer. Alright, thank you. Thank you very much <laughs> you for coming to the studio this morning. We appreciate you. That's the much we're taking this morning on uh, this special election series. Um, coming up next is the fact check segment on the Sparkling Morning Show. Uh, let's call this short break. We'll be right back. Stay with us. Station, everybody misses. Sparkling, 92.3 FM, Calabar, your radio, your shine.